All right, bro. You you ready to podcast? I am ready to do a podcast. Coming to you live from the Southwestern Shake Bag Studio. Regular shit here. This is the number one mixtape program on the internet. Niggas pod day. Goddamn, that nigga is ready. I'm in this bitch. Never will I wish you a Halle Berry. I'm in this bitch. If he's jumping in my vagina, he doesn't care what my shoes look like. That's a fact. I'm in this bitch. I was just saying to uh, Donovan that I'm not even sure if I'm fucking looking like Even in, in the butt. mix, like even if I throw a little bit of crown in a cola or something, it's I don't little, like it as much rough. as a glass of wine no more. Yeah, it's a little rough. I used to like it a little better. Yeah, because I used to start the pot with a little bit of crown mixed in whatever's in the fridge, <laughs> like a little apple crown and I guess orange juice today. But none of that shit is really popping to me no more. Like I don't like it no more. Tell me what they don't tell you about dark liquor is that those barrels are lined with battery juice. What? <laughs> Wait, that's a known fact? Well known fact, because there's there's too much energy in dark liquor, fam. Oh yeah. Way too yeah. Much in dark liquor. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it, it's just not worth it to me, bro, anymore. Nah. It's not worth it, especially when you're just trying to pop, bro. Like who the fuck wants to black out in the middle of trying to deliver the news? <laughs> that's not a that's not efficient or effective. <laughs> either yeah. it's neither bro it's legit neither man you ready to do a podcast show that people listen to yes sir let's do it welcome to the dipped in butter program happy friday good morning good evening good morning good monday good whenever you listen to podcast programs we don't know what we're doing here i know i certainly don't but we're here this is the number one mixtape program podcast on the internet we are the fruit bowl grocery store maxi pads of programming do you ever get those the the fruit bowls from the grocery store and then they put the little juice pads at the bottom they're fucking gross bro yeah that sounds gross i'm not they are gross they're gross but i'm happy to be here my man's is happy to be here across from me is at forever young 89 on instagram the motherfucking goddamn glue my guy your guy elmer young west no t what's going on brother oh you know me here um just doing what we do uh the day before this motherfucker releases what i like to call my weekly shot at uh mm. auditioning to quit my job <laughs> here with my guy across from me with the hottest takes in the united states that is a cat a k with Two T's on the end of that thing. Catch my at com, where you can dip into the cereal shit or on the World Wide Web forward and backslash dipped in butter program because that's our shit. I Googled it. Every last thing that comes up on the first page is us. Know that. Um, you can also catch him here, most and more importantly, every Friday on the dipped in butter program, wherever podcasts are at, because that's where we put them at. My nigga and yours, what's popping? What's going on, my guy, man? I'm super excited to uh, talk to you this week and tell you about my life. Yeah, because we don't get a chance to talk throughout the week. It's, it's it's still strange, but so regular at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like, for me, too, it's, it's, it's stopped being, like, a weird thing and just kind of been, like, it's part of the colors of our relationship now. Matter of fact, I felt like I texted you too much today. <laughs> <laughs> 
text me what twice? Twice. And I went to pick my phone up again and I said, I gotta put this down. I can't keep texting him. We gotta talk later. <laughs> we gotta talk, we gotta talk for an hour and a half yeah, just gotta, a little bit. Yeah, I talk to this I nigga can't text this nigga right now. This is too much. It's funny you bring that up because that that reminds me of something, right? Like we avoid talking to each other so much at this point. Things happen like as we podcast or after we podcast. And it'd be like, we just got done talking and we're still kind of in conversation and I still won't talk to you. This is what, And bro, I was just about to say on top of that, like we, we told y'all, I think we talked about, you know, the shirts and the merch and shit on here last week. Mm-hmm. We just talked about merch again right before we pressed. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. There was no in between, like, no. and that's just how it goes for y'all. That's how we do it. You're yeah, for y'all. This is all for y'all. And uh, I, I got some news for you, bro. Something happened last week that I'm ashamed as your friend to tell you that I did not tell you, but through the interest of podcasts, and I was like, I got to hold this. So remember last week uh, on our last week's action-packed episode when I told you, like, we got done potting and I told you my phone was going crazy in the middle Mm -hmm. of our show, and it was super distracting for me. But, you know, we're professionals, so we pile through it. Now niggas going to be going back to listen to episode 69 to see if they can hear (laughs) when I was distracting. And you'll never catch me. You'll never catch me. You'll you'll never never catch me. But my phone was going absolutely crazy while we was recording last week and you couldn't hear it because the ringer was off, but it was super distracting to like have my work calling me while I'm trying to record a podcast because the back of your mind is going to naturally go, what the fuck they want? Because we record after work hours, ain't like we recording on the clock. So it was well after my hours of work and my boss was like hitting me crazy. So in the back of my mind, I'm wondering like, what could he possibly want after hours? And that's this important to where he's calling me back to back like this, like this has to be important or urgent or time sensitive. So I'm trying to focus on the show we're doing. And again, don't go back and listen for it. Cause you will not catch us. Nah, we're professionals. We're the best. And let me tell y'all, even if we have to stop recording and start again, you'll never price is going up. Price is going up. The editing is so fine tuned at this point. You'll never hear us. slow. Well, find it. Wes will take it right out. But anyway, my phone was going absolutely nuts. I was absolutely distracted. So I had to get on my professional shit. And um, when we got done uh, podcasting, me and Wes didn't even get to do like our weekly wrap up because we do the show and then we talk about the shit we really want to talk about, but we can't really air (laughs) after the show. We didn't even get to do like our church let out talk that we normally do after the show. Because I was like, fam, I got to get right off of here and call my boss. He was blowing me the fuck up. Facts. Wes, do you want to know what my boss was calling me for? Oh boy, I'm sca- I'm scared to know. After this all is why you my nigga, because it is a oh boy, I'm scared to know thing. Enough. I call my boss back and I'm like, hey man, I'm sorry about that. I was caught up in some things for over an hour and I couldn't uh, call you right I, back. I, you answered what I was going to ask. Like, did you tell this nigga I was recording my podcast? No, I couldn't because I could uh, never. I never want my boss to hear this. Uh, <laughs> like, even though I try to be like. I try to be careful the shit I say on here, but you can never be too careful. Like we living in the cancel yeah. culture age. Like yeah. they'll get me out of here just for saying nigga and I'm a nigga. So but like, anyways, if I, if I know you well enough, I know that you the same nigga at work, but you also are probably a little bit more reserved at work. So it would probably be more shocking for them to hear you saying as much as you say on the podcast versus there you go. Because I give them doses of me, yeah. but I can't give them all of nah, me. Nah, nah, like, nah. You know, I was just laughing with Luis about this the other day. Like, never let your job know who you all the way are. You can't, you have, can't, you can't have full access. 
even if you're a good nigga, like you could never let them know you're a good nigga at the this job. Bad, That's the sad part. Like this badge you provided me has no access to my complete life. Okay. That's what I'm saying. You can't give them that, even if it's a good thing for them to have. They don't deserve all of you. But anyway, I call my boss back. I let him know my bad for being busy for a whole hour and getting back to you after the sun went down. But what it is you wanted, my guy, because I rock with my boss. He's cool. After work, my bad. Yeah, my bad. You know what he said to me, Wes? What's that? He said, I really needed to get with you right away because our department has been allotted 60 COVID-19 vaccines. And I need to know right now oh, if you're ready to get my it. My goodness. Why is why is potting real life, bro? This is what I said, bro. I said, I finally talked so much shit on this show oh. about just get the vaccine, bro. Just do it. Be a good member of society. It finally caught up with me. All the shit I be talking on here. Wow, y'all that, can't no, see Wetz's face, that's but nuts. his jaws on the floor. Nah, that like for real. That's nuts. Like to to actively, we were probably talking about that while he was calling you. Real shit. Like yeah, and then to like get into that after the fact. That's crazy, fam. So let me walk you through this. He called me. Hey, he asked me, and on the phone, Wes, I had to decide it right there. I like it wasn't one of them things where like, oh, can I call you back and let you know? Let me talk to my wife. He needed to know right then now, on that phone call. Now, was it just you or was it you and family? Just me. Oh, this is too much. Tell me why that's important, though. Tell me what. Walk us through. Flesh that out. Why is it important whether or not it was me or me and family? I mean, I, I, I think us just being us, man, family, man, like and, and I can understand I can understand his work. So, of course, they probably can't but like i'm i guess i'm thinking about y'all situation and being on top of the mountain it might be a little bit different but you know still it's work so i can understand it but boy that's tough to be like uh babe going to get the vaccine be back so you fair west so you and the listeners put yourselves in my shoes right what no matter where you stand on the vaccine talk we're not here to, to bash anti-vaxxers right now not this episode we will one day but just not this episode Right. Wherever you stand on this discussion, put yourself in my shoes. Like you think you've made up in your mind what you want to do. Cause I've come on the show and said like, I'm going to take the vaccine dog. What you talking about? Wes, you tripping. You got to take it. You don't want to listen to uh what's old girl, Jenny McCarthy and be an anti-vaxxer. Right, right. Jenny McCarthy can't be my leader. And I talked all that shit, but when it comes to your doorstep fam, it's different. That's different. It's different. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I, I legit got scared when he told me he needed an answer right now. Like it don't. The, my pause was only a few seconds, but it felt like an eternity. Did you feel like Will Smith and I am Legend? I did. <laughs> this is why you, my nigga. I felt like fam. So okay. Let me go ahead and hold the suspense. I said yes, but I said yes. <sighs> this is why I fuck with you. I said yes because in my mind, I was saying, I got to do this for Cameron. I got to do this for my wife. I got to do this for Jaden because uh, I don't know if I've ever written into the details. Of, one day I'll have a very special uh, Family Matters episode where I'll tell you all about my daughter and how she was premature and how she has hydrocephalus. And, you know, she's got a tube running from her brain to her stomach that drains fluid off her brain to allow her to even be alive. So my daughter has enough underlining health conditions to where I can't fuck around. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not out here shaking the dice. I can't listen to Facebook or minds. Like I got to be legit on my decisions. So in thinking that I told my boss, yeah, I got you. I'll do it. Yeah. So I'm thinking he's going to put me in. It's going to be like county business for the government. 
give it two and a half weeks in the process to go through the paperwork. And by the time I'm actually ready, we'll be starting the first paper that I need to fill out. Nah, nigga, Fam, I'm on my way tonight. Fam, he said the shots are given out Monday on Martin Luther King Day. He said, he said they're doing it on Martin Luther King Day, Wes. They're giving niggas the vaccine on Martin Luther the King's <laughs> Day. This sounds like a horror movie. What? This sounds like a terrible <laughs> joke, like, bro. Fan, this sounds like something Jordan Peele produced, bro. <laughs> Damn. Like this is what I'm saying. Okay. So I'm trying not to I'm trying not to drag this story out too long, but it was so funny to me. Like I couldn't even call you as a friend. I had to write it down for the show. We had to talk about it right here. So I told him, yeah. And he said, okay, well, as soon as you can log into your work email because they send you forms and you got to fill out information to get the vaccine. And it ain't just regular, give me your first and last name and click a bunch of no boxes to saying I don't have asthma and shit like that. Wes, they ask you. Here's the scary shit. They ask you your ethnicity. They ask you your oh, age. God. They ask you where you from. They ask you. They ask you the underlying health shit. If you got high blood pressure, <laughs> they damn near ask me everything. But like bloods or crips, bro. Like they asked me all the shit that makes a black man nervous on a piece of paper. They asked me all that shit, Wes. So as I'm filling it out, again. I stand on the shit I say on this podcast. I don't come on here and just be saying a bunch of shit, but life is real. And sometimes you change your mind. So all the confidence that I felt over the past month or so, when we would talk about the vaccine, it's starting to kind of leave me. I ain't on front. Like I'm starting to feel less and less confident as I'm filling this out. Wes, okay. I feel that I gave him my insurance information. I gave him my next of kin Wes. Now all of this for a vaccine that costs you nothing. It cost me a little bit. That's why I had to give him my, uh, uh, what do you call that shit? Insurance information. I did that same thing. I said, how are y'all going to charge me? Bro, so I guess I'm I'm extremely confused about this whole shit now because the way that they- I thought it was mean, free, free, free. I think it's a little bit free. I think it's a little bit free. I, Don't ask me what a little bit free in, means. It ain't a, free, free, free. In a pandemic, that shit should be free, free, free. That's like, what I thought too. But at this bro? point- at this point, I'm in. I'm already convinced myself. And we got great insurance, so I was, shit, I ain't going to see nothing. I mean, yeah, I got insurance, too, and I ain't worried about that. But right. but yeah. I, my mind did think about the niggas that don't got it, because I've been that nigga yeah. for a long, long time. Like, I ain't always had insurance. Right, so I thought right. about the homies out there. I poured a little liquor out, and I continued to fill out the form, Wes. The shit just got scary. I'm telling you, it was like a Jordan Peele movie. It got scary and scarier, because once I filled out all the information, the pages and pages of details... I started getting notifications on my phone because you got to give me your phone number too. I started getting text messages like, just a reminder, you got an appointment to get your vaccine on Monday. Said, bitch, I just signed up. Every day, Wes, every day I got a text message from them reminding me of my appointment date and time to get the vaccine. Every time my phone went off and I looked at it, I'm like... I don't know, cuz I don't know. And then even my boss reiterated to me when he got on the phone with me. He was like, now, when you sign up for it, make sure you go get it because this is getting paid for by the county and funded. So we don't want to have people saying they're going to get it and then not going to get it because it's wasting money. Right. 
every text message I got leading up to the day was scared the fuck out of me, nigga. I bet. I'm scared right now, and this is over. My heart started pounding. Yeah, I started getting anxious. This is a whole week's worth of story. This is phenomenal for me right now. <laughs> this is a lot of story. Yeah. So, fam, so Monday gets here, right? I, now, okay, before Monday got here, I did talk to my wife about it because as a husband, you have to, right? Like, even if I was one of them niggas that had absolute confidence in the vaccine, and I, even if I was one of them niggas that think niggas is crazy for even questioning it, you still got to talk to your wife. You know what I'm saying? Right. And just to be clear on where I stand, I am pro-vaccine, but I don't think niggas are crazy for questioning it. You know what I'm saying? I've never thought that. Even though I'm like, hey, go ahead and get it, you know, uh, I'm not even a what's the worst that can happen type nigga. I'm on some like, listen, man, we can deal with the shit that might be in it or we can have COVID. And I've seen what COVID does to niggas and I'm cool on that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I talked to my wife about it and fam, can I be honest? Yeah. Moment of clarity. Yeah. I could see legit fear in my wife's eyes. I could see legit fear in her. Now, She's listening to this now, and she might not think she showed it to me because I think she thinks she hit it well. But I saw it. I think she kept her mask on. No pun intended. (laughs) No, I think I think she thought she hit it well. But now I saw the legit concern in her eyes. So I explained to her, like, "Look, babe, you know we got Cameron. She got hydrocephalus. We can't be fucking around. She can't have respiratory issues. So if this is on me." If I can go out there and be like the Jesus of the family and bear the cross for us and I get the vaccine and it help at least try to keep our risk down because my wife works from home. I'm the one that really goes out every day into the world. You know what I'm saying? And I was so I was, was, was going to get into that part, too. I was going to ask, like, how do you. I don't even know how to word it properly, but like, what is it just a drop in the bucket that only you got it? Like, s- as far as how I feel, yeah, like or or just See, that's or, like and, like look at if you were looking at the situation from a bird's eye view, like because I understand totally where you're coming from with Cam having issues, your wife being at home, but Jay still goes to school. You know what I'm saying? So he he's, from home. Oh, see, I, the the last conversation that we had was he was going in person. So I didn't know that he was going. From oh, home. we ain't talked about that. Yeah, since. Hey, it was supposed to be a hybrid schedule. Yeah. They can't. They did it that. Okay, bet because I meant to ask about that a few weeks ago too. So that's My good. Bad. Um, but okay, so I, I guess that makes a difference to me. You know what I'm saying? If, if you are really the only person that is outside of the home and being exposed, I'm with you on getting So to speak, we go to the grocery store. We do leave the house I mean, sometimes. Yeah, 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 as yeah, careful but as can not, be. Not, but to yeah. that, not to say that that don't count, yeah. but I know when y'all are going out, y'all are as safe as possible. But nigga, I'm in custodial. Like, not yeah. only that, but yeah. like when there are possible COVID contacts in my job, I'm the guy that has to go disinfect the area. Right. So I'm potentially high risk. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... In my mind, I'm really trying to like convince myself, like I got to do this. You know what I'm saying? So I talk with my wife. She's like, you know, I I just pray everything's okay. I understand why you made the decision that you made, but I could see a little bit of concern in her eyes. But at this point, it's kind of like one of those like man on Mars. I'm putting on my spacesuit situations. Like we have already like we're doing this already. We can talk about our fears later, but right now I really need to get on like the little robot machine that spins you around a bunch of times and get prepared for this. Right, right. So Monday comes. My appointment's at 1.30. I'm nervous from 12 noon to 1 o'clock, right? Like you got the little fever sweat. You got to poop way more than you normally got to poop. All of that shit. I get in the car. I grab my keys to get in the car to go to my appointment. My wife gives me a kiss on the forehead and says... I love you. <laughs> at, least you at least you didn't say good luck. 
<laughs> she said, I, I love you might be worse. Because, like, what if this is the last time? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it would take you down that instant, but. But listen, fam, yeah. what if the vaccine goes in my arm and I literally start like shaking and foaming at the mouth? Out like the babe did. Yeah, and then they take me away in a helicopter yeah. and then they start like looking at my paper like, yep, he's African-American and uh, he's from <laughs> Ohio. And then all you hear is from the helicopter taking me to Colorado. Like, you don't know, bro. Like, you just don't Yep, know. it was the Moderna. Yep, it was definitely the Moderna. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, okay. So she gives me the weird kiss. I'll say I love her back. I get in the car. I turn the key to ignition. I go. <sighs> I turn on Tupac and I hit the road. Now, unfortunately, you, huh? fam, unfortunately for me, the COVID vaccine site is only five minutes from my house. So I don't even have time to really like reflect on life or none of that Price shit. You ain't walk that one. Fam, it's around the corner. So I get there. Un- ungodly fast. <laughs> I get there so uncomfortably fast. Like, I'm not even ready to be here yet, but I, I'm not ready I, to I be, there. be here this fast. I pull up and they're having it at the high school, which is right around the corner from the crib. And I see, you know, the police officers. I don't know if y'all have been tested on public sites or anything like that, but they usually have police or National Guard there. Anyway, in my town, I don't know if that's how it is in your city. But I pull up. There's nowhere to park, West. There are so many people at this thing getting this vaccine. There's nowhere to park. I thought like, you got to park like you're going to a concert kind of thing. I thought they said it was only 60 available. For us, there were 60 I left. Do. There were oh. 60 left. Oh, y'all got the and they were like, well, because, and, and I was going to get to this part. There were 60 left. The reason why we got them is because we're county workers. They were giving them to all seniors that day. It was mm. none but old people, mm. okay. which made sense because, you know, they're super high risk for right, death when it right, comes right. to COVID. Okay. Fam, not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to sound like a podcaster here. It just so happens to come off this way sometimes because life is poetic, right? I haven't seen a line like this since the mid nineties, when I went with my dad to apply for food stamps. Ooh. Like remember when you had to apply for food stamps in person and you had to go down to the welfare building yeah. first thing in the morning, like you had to get there. If they opened at eight, you wanted to get there at seven fifteen so you could be 50th in line. Yeah, remember I, them days? Yeah, I just watched a doc that reminded me of that all over again. Niggas was down there lined up to get jobs at the unemployment office. And the the line un- was- remember when the unemployment <laughs> o- before they had a website when you had to go to the unemployment office and stand in line so people could see your face. It was like that. Like I remember going to apply for food stamps when our son, when Jaden was first born, and me and my wife went down there, and it was like. It's always a thing, but it reminded me of that. And I hadn't caught that feeling and that vibe and reminisced on that in a long time. So I'm parking my car. I'm like, damn, nigga, like I ain't seen no shit like this, no lines like this since then. So I'm getting in line. Fortunately, the line's moving fast and shit. Long story short, they give you a little bit of paperwork in the beginning. They give they take your confirmation number from the many, many text messages that they sent you in the past three days. Mm-hmm. And then they send you in the back. And it's like... I don't know if it was concerning for me or relieving for me that it was such a figured out process. It was so ironed out and it was moving like a well-oiled machine. And I feel like that should make your mind at ease because your mind should go, oh, well, they got this kind of figured out and they know what they're doing. But for me, it almost, (laughs) I don't want to alarm anybody. I want to be responsible with our platform, but it kind of felt like lambs to the slaughter ish <laughs> no i was about to say you felt like you was in a factory it felt very factory line ish it felt very industrial 
Like, so when they gave me my little ticket, it was like, go to booth three. <laughs> it was like 15 booths. You're booth three. As soon as the dude flags you, waves you over, hand him this ticket. He's going to give you a shot. And it was all military guys giving the shots out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no nurses, fam. Wasn't no doctors. Wasn't no lab coats. Bro. It was soldiers in fatigues with, with gloves on. Bro, you did. This is a dream. You're not telling me real life. Bro, I was living Resident Evil, fam. Bro, you, like, you, you, like a... Please tell me you wake up at the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> this really happened? So, okay. Dude flags me over. I walk over to booth three. Like, fam, it's so little time and it's so industrial. He gives me one line of comforting senses. He goes, you excited to get the vaccine? Ha <laughs> ha. And then he pulls the cap off the needle. <laughs> he didn't even wait for me to react to the joke. He didn't even, he didn't even wait for the punchline to sink in. Like, you know when a nigga give you a corny joke when you weren't expecting a corny joke? Like, it take a couple seconds for you to be like, oh, I get it because nobody wants to be here. Before I could even get the joke he said, he was pulling the cap off, saying to me, which arm? <laughs> you want to know what was happening there? He saw that same fear your wife had in her eyes and your eyes right there. <laughs> the laugh is what got me right there. Because <laughs> he told me to relax. He was like, please relax your arm. Now, of course, I'm thinking my arm is relaxed, but if he's saying it to me, it must not be. <laughs> it, it can be relaxed if he's asking me to relax it. So I pull up my sleeve. I exposed the first tattoo I ever got. And I'm like, go ahead and hit me in the right, cuz. So, fam, before I could get the last of the two Zs on cuz out, he's <laughs> ramming it in my arm. Paul's like, he's literally shoving the needle in my arm. Now, I don't like needles, y'all. I'm going to be, I'm being 100% honest with you. I don't like needles. I don't like going to the doctor. I don't like anything doctor-esque. So when I, whenever I got to get a shot, now, mind y'all, I'm getting in the COVID-19 vaccines. I never get the flu shots. Never. never. I never go to Kroger's. I never get a flu shot. I hate <laughs> so I'm going to get that. Like when he tells me he's about to, when I see him getting the needle ready, I start looking 180 degrees away from his direction. <laughs> yeah. I turn my whole neck. Nigga look, I turn nigga my whole like, neck not to look. Nigga look like the so, Greyhound on front of the bus. Fam, so I'm looking to the south side of the building premises <laughs> while he's shoving this long-ass needle in my arm. And I did catch a glimpse when he first, like, rammed the shit into my arm. I looked over real quick as just like a reflex, I think, because it was pain. Fam, I had a three-inch knot on my shoulder. <laughs> I had a three-inch knot. I hurried up and turned my head again, like, ooh, didn't want to see that. So he stuck it in me. He wiped it. He asked me if I needed a Band-Aid. Of course, once it's over, you got to act like you tell him, I don't need no Band-Aid. So I said I didn't need a Band-Aid. I clearly needed a Band-Aid. Please I got get, my chance. Can I please have the Mario Band-Aid, please? <laughs> the mushrooms, please. please. So after you take the shot, depending on what your prior, like, uh, medical history is, they have you wait, like, 15 to 30 to 45 minutes just to make... Yeah, that's part of it too, Wes. They have you wait 15 minutes to make sure you don't have a negative reaction. This is a nightmare. <laughs> like, I hope I'm not. Listen, listeners, I hope me telling y'all this story is not coming off like I'm trying to deter y'all. I'm only telling y'all this because we family. Like, this is a dipped in butter. For, can, I, can I say that, Wes? At this point, this is a dipped in butter family. Like, y'all not just listeners, shit. Nah, y'all they, not they fans. Not. We never retur- refer to y'all as fans. Like, this oh, is family. Yeah, nah, it, it is, but, but I, I'm I t- again. This You're is stressed out. I'm stressed out because it's the first time I'm hearing this story. Like I was, <laughs> it's stressful. This is why we need video on this podcast because I'll be over here tripping, y'all. Like I ain't even go front you. I, I just blew a snob bubble out loud. 
I be tripping over here. And this is, I really want my nigga to tell me he woke up. So I saved that part for the punchline because they tell you that before you even walk into the building. Like, hey, just so you know, after you get the shot, you'll have to sit down for about 15 but minutes they, so we can monitor the way you react to the but, shot. But they give you the little apple juice and the in the in the honey crackers. Oh, they don't give you shit, bro. Like <laughs> after you get the shot, they direct you over to the bleachers because they're conducting this in the high school gymnasium. This is legit like a concentration camp. So now you're sitting there looking like you're ready to take a class photo. This is retarded. So we're all, I'm sitting there amongst 60 senior citizens trying not to catch a fever, Wesley. So I'm sitting there alone. Now, here's where it might not be. So, well, you might laugh at me. and You're welcome to laugh at me if y'all just happen to find this funny. But it, I wrote this down in my phone to make sure I said this part on the podcast, Wes. So I grab my jacket, I walk over to the bleachers, and I sit down six feet apart from the the next two senior citizens to the left and the right of me, Wes. And I walk fairly high up the bleachers because I know old people can't climb. So I climb <laughs> as high as I can go to be as separated from these potential COVID uh, vestals as I could. So I'm sitting there alone. I'm pondering the pain in my right arm, and I'm thinking about what just happened to me. And no bullshit, Wes, like you are a friend of mine. So I'm going to be very transparent in this moment. Nobody else is here but me and you. Nobody's listening to this. Nobody listens to this show. Fam, I started getting sad. Like I almost cried because I'm sitting there. I'm looking at all these senior citizens around me that are super high risk of dying to this. Right. And I'm even considering whether or not I even want it because these people could die if they caught it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know exactly how it works from person to person, but I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about the fact that I'm alone getting this uh, vaccine, right? Because as y'all know, me and my wife have been together for over 21 years now. This year is our 15th year of marriage. We don't do shit without each other. And that's not coming at you from like the Al Bundy married with children. What was me married nigga stance? Like my wife is my nigga. Like that is my legit life partner in every sense of the word. We don't do shit without each other because that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? Like not because that's my wife and she's going to get mad if we don't. Like I prefer to do everything in my life with this person. Just finished having this conversation earlier about like my brother's getting married and that's a whole different conversation. But like I'm saying the same thing like fam, I'm, I'm trying to bring my family like. I need everybody to be there. And if I got to be there without my family, just know I'm bringing all that without my family energy to you. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. Yeah. I, I, I think sometimes people have trouble understanding that because it's not always a situation of if I don't bring my wife, she going to bitch and I don't want to hear that right, when I get home. Right. Like, not nah, my wife is my nigga, bro. Like, who going to understand these jokes? And not, and not, <laughs> and I, and I, right. And I want to expound on that too because it's not that she going to be mad, but like, there is a sense of sadness that you did something without your partner and y'all can't share that experience. There it is. And this was big for me because, listen, again, Full transparency, this is the dipped in butter because family. I, and I know you spoke about that when you did your Vegas trip. And I feel the yes. same way when I went to Chicago without my wife. Like it, it didn't feel good. Even my wife was supposed to come and she ended up didn't come in, and it's just a whack trip without your wife. This is how you know it was bad for you because you said it ended up she didn't come in. <laughs> like you're still broken. You can't even speak good. <laughs> but <laughs> now, nah, like I'm sitting there and my wife knows me well enough, full transparency, that I'm a bitch when it comes to the doctor, bro. Like right. I've gone okay. Right. Fuck it, bro. This is the show. We do this for the laughs. I've gone to the doctor for checkups before and came out crying. Like, <laughs> I'm going to 
<laughs> my wife can attest to this, bro. Like I've gone in for checkups before and just, I didn't like the way the doctor was talking to me. Like the doctor was talking to me like, dog, I don't know how you ain't dead already. And I went to a call with my wife and I sat in the passenger seat and I weeped my eyes out. And she was like, babe, what's wrong? And I'm like, I just don't like the doctor. Like, oh my God. So I'm not good with this shit, bro. So it legit hurt my feelings that she wasn't there in this very important moment that I think I was underestimating how impactful it would be to my emotions leading up to it. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't like I could have took her if I wanted to anyway, but it sucks when you don't got your partner there for shit like yeah, that. It does. So now I'm sitting there in silence for 15 minutes, not talking to nobody, just thinking about like the impact of COVID-19, the state of the world, what might could possibly happen to me if shit goes bad. That's what like, they, I got to sit. That's what they injected into your fucking ass and made you go sit over there and work <laughs> it out. They, they injected some mushroom sauce in your ass and say, hey, man, go think about this shit. Yeah, so I'm sitting there like I'm stewing in sadness and reflecting on the whole year of 2020, which nobody wants to do. And I'm doing it alone on a hardwood bleacher chair. Like, nobody wants to do that. So, long story short, I just really took 30 minutes more on this than I wanted to. But fam, after I got done, I put on my little jacket. You know, you got to like single finger wipe one tear from your eye just to make sure yeah. there is no tears yeah. actually there. Yeah. You, I'm a big nigga. So as I'm coming down the bleachers, uh, shout out to any big nigga listening to this. We all hate walking down bleachers because it makes way too much movement and right. sounds. For every step you take, it goes. And everybody that you walk past looks at you like, damn, bro, you're shaking my hot chocolate. (laughs) I hate walking down bleachers, bro. It just always reminds everybody how big I am. But it was a sad walk to the car. Uh, I had to, of course, like man up before I got home and try to show my wife it wasn't a big deal. But it was a big deal. Nah, that 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 sounds like a big deal, bro. And I I promise you, I'm still waiting on you to tell me that you woke up. But I guess that part of the story is not coming. Um, not only have I not woken up, I get my second shot. In I, was gonna, I was gonna ask if your second shot was scheduled as well, but we'll we'll get to that there. I feel like we can expound on that once we get to there. Um, I also want to say I feel like at the end of the story, it sounds like you attended your own funeral. Uh, <laughs> bro, that's what it feels yeah, like. that's fucking nuts. And at the end of that story, I have to do a first on this podcast. You, my good sir, will officially be receiving the LeVar Burton Reading Rainbow Story Award. Nice. was a phenomenal story, bro. All right. I'm glad. That, that I'm was glad that wasn't a way to so I hope y'all enjoyed me just... Bro. Like, that wasn't here for the comedy. Like, I really just needed to talk to y'all about that because it was so... Fam, it was like a weird outer body experience. Like I was not anticipating any of that happening. I don't even know if we meant to do that this long right here at the beginning of the podcast, but here we are. But you did say, I'm sorry. You did say something that I do have written down on my list um, that you you got the shot on Martin Luther King Jr. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fucked up. And I know we've spoken on, you know, uh, a, a tidbit of how you feel about, you know, maybe how Martin would be viewed today had he still been alive or, you know, may- maybe the work that he would have done between the time he got assassinated until now. But like, I want to I want to know maybe uh, a little bit more in depth how you really feel about, you know, Martin Luther King, especially with that just passing this week. But also it was a tweet that was put out by his daughter that I really want your opinion on. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Um, I didn't, but I I, yeah. I feel like I know where this might be going, but I don't want to yeah. be wrong. So I'm going well, to just paraphrase it. I'm not going to say a word for word because it's a dipped and butter program. But um, she said, basically, y'all ain't really fuck with my dad back in the day. Ooh. 
Ooh, let's and, you go. know, Cole back in 1967 said that he was one of the most hated men in America. She was like, so it really bothers me when the, the people nowadays try to like evoke him as a as a nonviolent statue. She was like, when those same people would probably still hate him if he were alive today. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was a, you know, at first I looked at it and I was like, man, is she tripping? Like, why do you even feel the need to say this in 2021, whatever the case may be? Mm-mm. But then like, now that I'm like, once I paraphrased it, I was like, oh no, that's fire. Like, Did you think about me? Uh, in that I, moment? <clears throat> so let, let me say this real quick, because I know I've said something to the effect of this on the show before. Right. But let's go back in for maybe the new listeners that are with us that maybe weren't with us in the teens when we were figuring this shit out. When it sounded terrible. <laughs> my quality was bad. Um, my mother is an activist, right? Indeed. And when I say an activist, she's not a Facebook, Twitter activist. No. She don't type shit. She lives this. Like she sits down with your congressmen in meetings and tries to figure out programs to save black kids at risk's lives. She stands in front of the state building with megaphones and screams until tears are falling out of her face at rallies. She gets trampled by police horses and sprayed with mace. Like actually one of the incidences where this happened to my mother was one of the catalyst moments in Columbus to where uh, a lot of the black lives matter figureheads sat down with the police force and the mayor and all of that to try to figure out, a peaceful resolution to the George Floyd protest. Yes. Yes. And she's caught a lot of heat for that. Like the people that was still out there marching the streets was pissed at my mother because she sat down with the police to try to reach a peaceful solution. Mm. So even in everything that you try to do for the people ain't always well received. Is what oh, I, I bring this. I, absolutely not. Because sometimes the people are angry enough to not understand processes and there you, you know, go. Order, orders of operation and, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into it deep like that, but like, you know, but we, we know the oppression has been, you know, pre- pressed down on us specifically from the police, but like the poll, I, I don't want to have to be the person to tell anybody who thinks this, but like the police are not going away. <laughs> like the po- they, they will never tell, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's never going to be the wild, wild west across the country where people are just able to do it. It's never going to be let our neighborhoods just police themselves. Yeah, so like you, you got to get out of that and same even even Martin and Malcolm you know what I'm saying like to to a degree you have to understand that you have to you at least have to talk to these people yeah yeah and there's, and there's nothing wrong like you say even with being friends there's nothing wrong with a dif- difference of opinion like you there can, you go you can be wrong as shit but like I fuck with you yeah and that, that that's my important thing about the whole thing going on with Demi- Democrats and Republicans like I've never been one to just throw away the opinion of a Trump supporter just because they uh, support Trump. Right. Like, no matter how stupid it is, just hear him out, bro. Like, don't throw the person away. That don't mean you all got to agree about nothing, but don't be like, I'm never going to talk to this motherfucker again because they feel differently about something that than I feel. Right. But the reason why I said what I said about Martin Luther King's daughter is because I've been that person that's felt hurt by this thing, right? Like, yeah. Me mm. and my mom's relationship still has trauma to this day well, I because of the sacrifices she's given I didn't to even, the cause. I didn't even connect that, but you're right. I fuck with That's you. That's why I was saying I think I know where you're going. I thought, I thought she was leading nah, me to this. But I like how you I like how you plugged into that. 
Because, yeah, I, I've said on here before, like, I, and that, it's crazy because I used Martin Luther King as an example when we said this 20, 30 episodes ago, yeah. 40 episodes ago. I said, nobody ever checks on Martin Luther King's kids and how we all celebrate him in January and he's this great figurehead that's dope to wear on T-shirts. But have any of y'all ever sat down with his kids and asked them how they really feel about their father being gone for this so-called cause. And we like to act like he made such a change in America. But did he? Now, I'm not saying did he with a question mark to be disrespectful because right, right, right. I do understand that there was some impact and I appreciate the sacrifice that man made for this country. But how much change did we actually get? Actually get. Right, right, right. We got, you know what I'm saying? And, and <clears throat> it, it's easy for us to look at him as a painting or a page in a history book or a nigga on a t-shirt or somebody on this fucked up club flyer that y'all thought was funny, but he got real family out here that don't got their dad or grandfather no more because of the revolution. And then every year we got to hear how they misconstrue the story and rework it to make it sound however the fuck they want it to sound. Like, dog, my and, dad is not Santa Claus. My dad is gone. And nigga. you, and you, and like to go back to what you were saying, like what, what did he really do? And the thing that comes to my brain is, you know, I, he was, he was a major part in ending the whole segregation thing. And like we talk about here on this podcast from Charlemagne, like segregation was a great idea that was executed horribly. So now it's meant like <clears throat> it's putting me to a place. And I don't want to discredit Martin Luther King or none of that shit. But like, would it be acceptable 60 years later to say he might have done the wrong thing? OK, so ba- based based off of that statement alone that, you know, the separation is OK as long as it's equal, because fa- you could have went to them and said, no, build our interest in the front. You know, put put our water with the same, you know, pipes that you get your water from. We cool. We just need you to understand that this is what's going on over here and we need it to be the same level. <laughs> Can I say something on week three of us entertaining this separate but equal idea? Yeah. Because both yeah. both of the pr- previous times I have missed the opportunity to say something and now I get an opportunity to say something. So I want to thank you, Wes, for bringing this back up. <clears throat> Again, we've said on here, like, sometimes we don't have the answers and we just be podding sometimes. But... The separate but equal thing, like this is a this is a notion that my man's brings up, and every time he brings it up, I kind of nod, like, huh? That's the thing about that more. But every time we get done potting, I think about it more, and I be feeling fucked up about my white friends that listen to this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always feel a shade of guilt, like, cause to me, and again, this is not, this is just me, like letting you know what's in my heart. You know what I'm saying? Right or wrong, you know, whatever the case may be. But I be feeling like it's kind of a slight to some of my white friends that are, that are dear to my heart, because if I endorse this idea, does that mean I don't want them to be close to me? That's not what it means. Well, no, I just want to be sure that it's not received that way. For sure. And I, and I, and I think in us talking about it over the past few weeks, I've kind of said that like separate, but equal, because if Susie want to come down to Crenshaw and get her Versace shirt, because she know we got the real shit. That's cool. We're going to let Susie in to get her shirt because she respect what's going on over here. Ooh, and, okay. and it, but it got to be the same thing. Vice versa. I got to be able to go to Neiman Marcus Can I go to, Whole Foods to get my respect. Too? Exactly. Okay. And, I, and that's how that's how I would like for it to come across. Like you say, again, like you say, after I say it, it's always like, yeah, it's not so bad. But then you say you feel bad for the white people, but it's white people that I love dearly too that I would still want to fuck with. You can still come. To, we can still be cool. Like it's nothing wrong with that. But like this was not not for nothing. This was y'all's idea. You know what I'm saying? Y'all just <laughs> did, y'all just did it wrong. So when we came in, our idea then was, well, no, give us the same thing versus. Well, give us the same thing just over here where you want us to be at. 
You know sure, what I'm saying? Like sure, you say, don't give sure. us okay. the don't give us the back of the bus. Just give us another bus. But it can't be a bus twenty years older than your bus. Right, a fucked up ass bus. Yeah, like you can't give put us, us on the same. Can't put us on five heartbeat tour bus, fam. Like you have to put <sighs> you, us on the new 1955 bus y'all got rolling the streets. You are legit selling me this on on this idea every week. <laughs> every time I'm like, man, that ain't right, bro. We can't be saying that on our show. Because but, but, now, now I'm going other places because do you would the word ghetto even exist if it was really separate but equal? Because what if we go it's no, it's just our McDonald's in our neighborhood. Like we know that we know that the service might not be the greatest, but it's our McDonald's. Like it don't gotta be the ghetto McDonald's. Like we just it know works for we, us. It, it works for us. <sighs> Just real quick, so so we don't have anybody emailing us. Uh, ghetto, the word would exist because ghetto is originally in reference to concentration camps. But True. we know what you mean. With the, yeah, the you come on. Slang now. Term right. Yeah, get, yeah, oh, we, we just got a big audience now. We got to be careful. Yeah, ghettos apply to all ethnicities and races across the world. There are Italian ghettos, white ghettos, black ghettos, and that's a you know that's for me being educated as I am. I know the actual term ghetto just means a group of people living in the same space, like. Ghetto don't mean nothing more than that. Yeah. uh, Okay. So we we can get off the heavy stuff now, man. We can go down these lists a little bit. I got a lot of stuff on the list, and we are really long into the show. Yeah, we we are really long into the show. And I there's a segment that I want to introduce to the show. We don't have to do it right now, but I think there's a segment I want to introduce. Probably maybe maybe we'll do this right before um we get to rapid fire segments. But there's a there's there's a segment I want to do. Okay, uh, I got a lot of shit on my list this week. Do you want me to pull something off my list to talk yeah, about? Yes, sir. I got things. Because I got a lot of shit on here I'm excited about, man. The episode might go a little long. I hope y'all don't mind. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so I promised my wife I would bring this up to you because me and her almost started talking about it. But just, then you said that and it reminded me of something that my wife told me I better hear on the podcast weeks ago. I'm gonna write that oh, down. Oh, write that down. <laughs> we don't want to make anybody mad. But I literally stopped her in the middle, of like I asked her the question. And I was like, ooh, don't answer that. I'm bringing it up on the podcast. Okay. So me and her earlier was listening to the JBP and they was talking about like getting your ass whooped and stuff like that. that was losing fights. That was it was very funny. Joe is stupid. <laughs> stupid I love, I love it off my heart but it, it got me to thinking about like okay so i haven't been in many fights in my life maybe a handful and i can count on maybe one or two hands how many fights i've been in i am fortunate enough this doesn't make me a badass it's just the way luck would have it i have never lost a fight i just haven't okay i've been i've lost a boxing match with gloves on against one of the homies in the neighborhood but i've never lost that i'm mad at you i want to do bodily harm to you fight i just haven't it doesn't make me a good fighter. It's just I haven't been in that many, and I was successful in the few that I've had. Right. Let me ask you a question. First of all, have you ever lost a fight in front of your girlfriend or significant other? No, sir. Okay. No, I'm sir. glad the answer is no, because then I can get to the real question here. Okay. What would you do? And this was not intended to be a what would you do segment, but fuck it, we're here now. What would you do if you got into a... No, it's not even what would you do. I'm sorry. What do you think your wife would do if you got into an altercation in front of her and you got your ass whooped in front of your wife? What do you think her reaction would be? How do you think she would behave as she was seeing you lose the fight? Walk me through what you think. Like, you can't have the 100% correct answer because you are not your wife. But Uh, knowing her as well as you know her, what do you think she would do if y'all was outside the chilies 
in the parking lot and a nigga dinged your bumper, you hopped out to be like, hey, what the fuck, man? And he immediately started just tearing off in you. Like, what do you think happens from your wife's perspective when this happens to you? Um, so example specific, if we're in the uh Chili's parking lot, nigga dings my bumper and I hop out on some what the fuck and he just starts wailing off on me. I feel like I'm not prepared. Um, because I was I was hopping out really trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. I didn't think that you he just jumped on you. Yeah, so I'm I might not be prepared as I should be. You might catch me off guard, and if I get beat up in that situation, I feel like my wife may be understanding because she's gonna be on the same time as like, me. What like, that about? What happened? Like, what, <laughs> what is this problem? You was trying to talk. What did you say to this nigga? Like, what what happened? But I guess where I'm where I'm going to. The only time I'm thinking about getting into an altercation in front of, you know, my wife is if somebody disrespects my wife, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I, I feel like if that's if that's the case, if somebody says something disrespects my wife and I got to step up to the plate to try and check a nigga, whatever case may be, and we get into fisticuffs and he just happens to get the better of me. I think my wife is still OK with that because of the circumstances, you know, yeah. and because you you just got to understand in the fight period, you got the option to lose, nigga. And yeah, even like yeah, it's always with, on the table. Even with boxing and fighting, period, you already know. Sometimes it only take one shot. Like that, that you might get caught and it might do you in, fam, and it might just be that. Like you can if, be winning the whole altercation and a nigga catch you just right. And that could be and snoozing. And, and and that might make it a draw, but like <laughs> you know <laughs> we'll say that in the streets. <laughs> your babe might on the way, like, babe, you was whooping that nigga ass, but it was that one shot. Hey, I don't know how he got that up. Who uppercuts in a street fight? Right. And that and that's another thing. Like my, my wife will pay enough attention. I think she would be in there analyzing the fight. Even if I did get beat up, she'd be like, nah, babe, like y'all was fighting for real. Like, so I ain't even gone. I ain't gonna trip. I don't think it'll be none of that. Uh I don't think it'll be a long car ride home in silence. Like, okay. I, I think I like everything that. will be okay. I like that. I like that. Um, for me, I think, okay. So I don't have much to go off of because I haven't been in many altercations in front of my wife. Right. So what I'm digging has to only come from the few examples I have. And I have one example of being in an altercation in front of my wife, where, as you put it, we was at a party, a nigga disrespected my wife in front of me and I hit him. This full story now, was on episode like seventeen, guys. Promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we're not going to walk down that whole alleyway again. But I story. hit him. He hit the ground. It was a whole thing. My my friends laugh about it to this day. Still, I was victorious. There was no scratch on me. But my wife was really disturbed. Like she was shaking up. Like I remember like having to console her because she was crying and shit over the altercation, and I won. <laughs> so I won. I think. Like, like, I think, I, yeah, I think, I think if I got my ass whooped in front of my wife, I ain't saying, I don't think that she would like leave me or like she would look at me different or like she ain't cooking for me no more. But I do think that it would be like, I think that would be jolting for her. Like, I don't think, like, I don't think like we could just hop in the, in the, uh, in the Nissan and just, like recap the fight and talk about well, what happened. Like I and, think the night would be ruined for sure. And, and and no discredit to Donnie V, but let me ask you this: Like, if it, do you think your wife would ever jump in a situation? I don't, and that's not for lack of. And I could be wrong about this. Let me say that right away. Right. She right. she could be hearing this and be like, "Nigga, you crazy? I'll beat a nigga ass for fucking you up." <laughs> I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Just because, and not that because she wouldn't want to protect me or that she don't love me enough or she don't got my back. None of that at all. 
I just think she would be in so much shock at seeing me get my ass whooped because I think fortunately slash unfortunately, I think like in the long, long time me and my wife have been together, she's only seen me win. She's never seen me like get played for a chump. She's never seen niggas hoe me out. You know what I'm saying? So I think it would probably be so shocking for her to be seeing a nigga like literally have his way with me. I think before she could like snap out of it, it might be over. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she might be in shock seeing me literally be getting handled in the parking lot. Yeah, I don't know, man. That I don't I see. I think my wife might hit a nigga in the back of the head or something. Like, she's gonna try and free a nigga up. Like, <laughs> throw the purse at that nigga and then get behind the car. What she gonna get out of there? Boom. Uh, go go ahead, babe. I got you. Like, I just think there would be a level of shock there. Like, I think my wife would be literally flabbergasted to see me getting cleaned up in the streets, bro. Yeah, see, I think that's a see, that's that's a whole nother thing. I ain't giving that that's hard to imagine for me. Ain't neither one of us getting cleaned up. <laughs> like it's it's gonna be a, a kerfuffle, as they say, or it's gonna be a stuff out here. Like, ain't nobody getting cleaned up now. Uh-uh. I got a whole different level of strength <laughs> when it comes to shit like that, bro. Y'all, y'all wanna test me when it comes to that. Oh, uh, speaking of family having your back or not having your back, I got a peculiar thing that I want to bring to you that I caught on TV, right? Okay. And this might be fast, so I'm trying to get these out because, who we talked a lot today already. Already. But, uh, so do you ever watch the show uh, My Strange Addiction? Have you ever caught that? I have. Okay. I, I remember watching a nigga who was in love with his money, Carlo. Weirdest shit I ever seen. I saw that one. White man kissing a fender is oh, just, that's America. Weird. At its finest. <laughs> I was I, we we was watching this show out of sheer boredom, and we caught an episode where this black chick was addicted to eating makeup. Like she would eat like foundation, she would like break it up with like a I pencil. May have seen that one. Yeah, she would like break it down into like a fine powder, and she would like eat it, and it would be like all over her face yeah, and in her lap. It was crazy. And all I, I kept staring at the yeah, screen, like black. clean up. She was black. Yeah, she, she yeah, was black. And fam, like she would eat it and make a mess. And this is the part that I want to bring up on the podcast because I just, hilarity ensued when this scene came up. Like they kept showing her eating the makeup. And of course, like always on this show, and I think this show is fake anyway, but I did find this hilarious enough to write down to talk about on the show. She was talking about how she's embarrassed and she don't want to tell her family that she eats makeup, but she's afraid she might have some medical conditions if she don't bring it up and say something. So she's finally going to sit down with her sister and her mom and tell them about her strange addiction, Wes. And she's sitting down at the table with her sister and her mom. And they're all sharing a pack of donuts from the Dunkin' Donuts or whatever in a box. And they're all grabbing a donut out and they're taking, they're passing around a bottle of baby powder and they're shaking baby powder onto the donuts and eating them as she's explaining to them how embarrassed she is that she eats makeup. No way. And get this, her mom and sister are judging her for eating makeup as they share these baby powdered donuts. Bro, you're shitting me. Swear to God, bro. <laughs> and I like, I like Bobby Smurda threw my hat in the air that- out of sheer like offense that they would even look at her funny while putting talcum powder on their double chocolate donuts. Like that was insane to me. That fact alone has to make the show fake um, because there's no way, like that has to be some genius level writing right there, passing around the fucking baby powder. That can't be oh, real, no, right? That can't be real, bro. Like As you say, they judge her for eating, eating shock, Right, like y'all are not, y'all are eating powder. Are you fucking kidding me? 
that's what I said. I was like, all right, this is fake, bro. Like, there's no way that y'all would be sitting there judging her as y'all are shaking talcum powder onto double chocolate cake donuts. Like, this yeah. is insane. To me. All of you should have throat cancer. Like, what the fuck is wrong with that? <laughs> I want them to. And not for nothing, th- these shows have to be fake because when they show, like, a black person in these situations or a white person, they always be like the most fucked up examples of human existence, right? Like it's always some chick where you can look and see like the tracks of her weave and her wig is like falling apart and you can tell she's had it in for three months too long and she just needs this TLC money to like make ends meet. So she'll eat the powder, <laughs> like she'll eat the talcum powder donuts if y'all say to just to get this show check, right? Like this is fake for sure. Yeah. Has to be. Okay. I just had to get that off. Uh, Another thing that might possibly be fake, but I want to get from you whether or not it is real. Uh, My homie, I don't, I don't know if we've ever talked about this and how you feel about this artist or not. Uh, Sean, let me give it to Paul was in the news this past week. One one more time. Sean, let me give it to Paul. From Temperature and the hits with Beyonce, the uh, fake Jamaican, Shana Paul. Shana Paul, gotcha. Yes. Were you a Shana Paul fan? Uh, I was like nigga Sean Paul fan, uh, mm-hmm. you know, more more Negro, but whatever. Okay. Well, uh, just real quick, and I thought this was an interesting uh, little tidbit of news for us to discuss. Sean Paul was in an interview, and whether he's right or not, let's just take it as fact for the sake of conversation. Yes? Okay. He said that he got vibes from Jay-Z when he was recording with Beyonce doing their song, mm-hmm. that uh, Jay-Z was extremely uncomfortable with him being around Beyonce, like basically telling us Sean Corey Carter is insecure when it comes to men around Beyonce. And I know there's always been like a little bit of allure and a little bit of whispers behind the scene that this is potentially a fact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I wrote it down to ask you, Jay-Z jealous of Sean Paul or just niggas period that aren't of his ilk and stature. Dope or nope? Because the way I look at it is it kind of makes Jay-Z human. And I kind of like it, bro. Like, I like Jay-Z looking at Sean Paul, knowing he probably makes five to seven times more than Sean Paul has ever made, and still being like, but still, I don't give a fuck. Stay away from my girl. Like, I like it. But, like... Is it dope or is it lame for Jay-Z to be overprotective of Beyonce? But I guess I'm trying to think of it. Is it on some... don't, Don't be around my girl because you're not on her level or our level? Like type of you know what I'm saying you're not having the same type of conversations that we have and or like there there's no way that the convers y'all you know what I'm saying she can't be like oh I love this restaurant and you would be like I ain't never been there and that's exactly why he don't want you around his fucking babe like you might taint her mind from what he actually <laughs> trying to have her experience like nah okay. keep your ass from around here she don't want to smoke your weed like so do you think it's of any fear that Sean Paul could maybe catch Beyonce in the slightest moment of weakness and get at it? Man, you gotta take that up with your bitch, man. I, I you know that, that that's what that's what makes it the nope for me. Because if you're doing it for that reason, that's what don't make it dope for me. Like, but if you're doing it for the these niggas can't even understand the conversation that you having, keep these niggas from around my babe. I think that's dope. Like, okay, if a nigga if you if you pull up and a nigga ask you what kind of car is this, he probably don't need to be in. A he shouldn't be around the circle. Yeah. That's where I think it's dope at, but I can't I can't speak to that because it comes off more of the I don't want these niggas around my bed. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, a, a little bit of my mind went to this though, Wes, and let me know how you feel about this. He might have been on that shit because he knew what he was doing. And you know, they always say like the most insecure motherfuckers is the ones you got to worry about already doing the dirt. So maybe he thought what he was doing with Becky, Becky with the good hair was making him a little insecure Man. about Beyonce maybe knowing and wanting to get back at him and fucking with Sean Paul. I think and maybe even from the from the era that Jay-Z really came up in, like, you know, it was, it was a little, that's the, you know, the the, the Freak Nick era is a little bit wilder back there. And like, it, it was well known that vi- it was going down on video set. So Jay probably knew what he was doing on his video set. He made Big Pimpin'. He had the boat. See what I'm saying? He knows better than anybody. Even I'm sure for fucking uh, some of the shit off of um, Reasonable Doubt, like, if it's bitches on, like, I'm sure, like, bitches just be around, like, and you can do that shit on the movie set. Niggas be having trailers and all types of shit, like, so he like, nah, I know all about this uh, Jamaican rude boy. Keep him away from my woman. I know Gloria Valdez. Is that her name? What was the one, the video vixen chick name that was big back in them days? But anyway, like, but is that whack, though? Like, when you come from that ilk and you made Big Pimpin' and you've lived that life and then now all of a sudden, like, you want to shelter everybody you give a fuck about now and be like, nah, 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 don't do that. I don't ever want to see you in no niggas video and I don't want you making a remix with Usher. Like, is that whack to get like that after knowing that you've lived your own life and had your fun? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a little whack to be like that, but I think that, you know, that's a circle. I think that's the circle back to the, you know, cer- certain things come with age, honestly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, while, you know, when, when you're in your mid-20s, not for nothing, like I say, I've been there, like, shit, you you want to go out tonight? Okay, go out tonight. Like, I'm going to stay here at the crib. Like, I'll be here when you get back, and I don't feel no type of way about it. But, like, it's probably not going down now. Like, you know, <laughs> be going out like, huh? Like, nah, I ain't, I, I ain't with that shit for sure. Well, we going or we ain't going? Like, but... I got, uh, I got some more show content, too. It's just something else I wanted to ask you. Um, Married at First Sight, right? You know, we both kind of fuck with that show. I was watching an old episode at one point and uh, it kind of brought this up to, I wanted to ask you like, so there's a chick and she's one of those, like, I don't know if I want to call it controlling, but she's kind of like bullheaded and she's one of those, like, you know, I want my man to be like this, no exceptions. And I want this for my man, no exceptions kind of deal. Right. Mm -hmm. And her and her newfound guy was at dinner. Right. And she was explaining, like, you know how they do, like, the sidebar to the cameras. And she was explaining in her sidebar that she really enjoys ordering her man's food for him. Okay. Because she feels like she knows what's best for him. And, uh, you know, she only wants the best for her. So she's going to get only the best for him. So she orders for him. And you could tell the way she was explaining it. Like, she takes some sort of pleasure in ordering for her man. And when I say ordering for her man, Wes, I'm not saying like, I know he likes the steak and potatoes from here. So let me be dope and just tell the waitress he wants steak and potatoes. Cause I know him well enough. Mm-hmm. She's saying, she's not saying that she's saying, I know the chicken penne pasta is good here. And whether you know it or not, that's what you're eating tonight. Hmm. Would you ever like, could you be, would you ever, would she try? Is that okay? All those questions. <laughs> Are you going? <laughs> um, Could this ever be a part of your life? So I I will say probably, honestly. Um, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm 
because I'm not one of those dudes. Like I, I definitely do like to peruse the menu, um, you know, and, and see and see what I like. And it, and it may take me a, a few sometimes, depending on the size of the menu. Um, but I think I'm saying yes, I would because my wife does all the cooking around here, anyways. You know what I'm saying? Like, and not not only does she know what I like, but she know she 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 knows me well enough now to know what I would try and what I wouldn't try. Really? And not only, I don't think it would just be a you know, the waitress come to the table without her ever even saying nothing to me and get that nigga the chicken penne pasta. <laughs> now, that's what we are. You're going to have the firecracker shrimp. Yeah, that's what we are never going to do. Like, you'll definitely probably have to run that by me. So I That's what I'm saying. Like, I need to run by it. Yeah, like, if, if if you tell that bitch, bring this nigga the rutabaga salad with the dipped chicken and the all types of shit, I'm going to have to be like, wait, where that's at on the menu? What that say? Let me see what all come in that. Yeah, I don't like walnuts. Can you leave the walnuts out of my shit? Like, yeah. Because, fam, what's... What's worse to going than going to a nice restaurant and eating a regrettable meal? Like, has that happened to you before? Uh, not that I, I went to. We went to Papados one time. Papados, uh, Cajun Seafood Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Papados. That's been there. If you don't love Papados, you're lying. Uh, we went to Papados one time, and I called myself perusing the menu because I normally get like the sampler with like the mm-hmm. fried shrimp and the. Sh- uh, you know, fried fish and all of that. So I can have plenty of everything. Or I get like the Alaskan King crabs, like my wife likes to get because it's succulent and delicious. I would like but to it's goddamn $60 a plate. I don't right. I don't feel comfortable letting you continue without uh me telling you I'm a liar because I don't love Papa Dough. I like it. I don't love it. Okay. Well I'll take a like. I'll take all a right. like. I don't want people going to Papa Dough's and saying it's whack. I got an issue yeah, with that. Yeah, I do have an issue. I, it's, I, I not do whack. Think it's not whack. But it, I take it's, not, whack. it's not whacked, but I think coming from Columbus, it may be a little overhyped for the ride okay. to Cincinnati. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I yeah, have to say like, it a few times to make sure I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Like I don't like and I and I know that you know that that used to be y'all's gig. I know y'all used to get down there to Cincinnati and be going to the Papa Do's thing, like and like that's cool. I think that's something that you got to plan maybe like two, three weeks in advance. Like I don't think that's ever. I don't think I'm ever waking up on a Sunday morning and like, ooh, babe, yeah, you know what, Papa Dough, shrimp. Yeah, that's that's not what I'm doing. So okay, okay, but yeah, I did that one time. I was perusing the menu and I got like some sort of blackened shrimp on dirty rice or some shit. Like I was just feeling like particularly risky that day, and I ate it and it was just okay. And I was pissed because it's like. Fam, it could be weeks before we back back out here again. Right, and I think specifically for places that you've gone to and you've had shit that you really, really liked, and you try something, yes, else, you give it that same credit that it's going to be just as good, and then you get to eat rice, and you'd be like, I don't even like rice from Papa Dough. <laughs> Why is this rice so yeah, long? I, yeah, I didn't. Come, yeah, I, I didn't hate come, long grain rice. Why is the grain so rice? big? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, this. It's, it's stupid. So like, and and. Already knowing that you hate the experience of wasting a plate at a restaurant you know you like, imagine if somebody wasted it for you. Because at least if it's your fault, you got to just sit in the car and be quiet because you did right, that. Right, right, right. But if your girl or your wife, significant other, whatever, orders for you, and now you're sitting here with like butternut squash on top of swordfish and that shit is trash, but you wanna- now we got to be. But see, I don't... I- I mean, it's definitely gonna be a beef because I guess my first thing goes to if I'm eat, if she ordered this plate for me and I don't like it, I'm not taking the shit home neither. I'm a, I will leave this whole plate. Oh, staying at the table. I'm I saying. will leave this whole plate right when the waiter come around. He be like, "You want a box?" No. 
And we oh. might be stopping at Burger King before we get back to the crib. Something disrespectful. Like I still gotta happen. eat. Like and I and, and we we gonna have a conversation about it. Like that's probably the first fifteen minutes of the car right back home. Like, babe, that was not it. Like, so you telling me like as soon as both of your car doors close and then like Eric B and Rakim comes on the car stereo, you go, don't do that again. Oh, nah, because it probably. <laughs> Me, it probably started at the table when the waitress asked me if I wanted to buy because I probably hadn't even said nothing to her for real, for real. I might have nibbled. Oh, you're going to dress it at the table. You're yeah, not going to wait. Until- what I might have nibbled. And then when your man came around and was like, you want a box? And I'm like, no, two or three fourths full plate of food. And she like, you don't want it? And I'm like, hell no. Nah. Like, now, let me ask you this. When the waiter comes around before that, before even that, when the waiter comes around after your hot plates just got dropped off and goes, hey, how's everything going? Everything tasting all right? Are you going? Are you going right there? I, I am. Nah, I, I'm one of you those. I, am, I swear, to God, I am one of those, bro. Like, nah, actually, fam, everything's not all right, bro. What okay. is this? But speaking of that, you know what I hate? People do it, and they did it at the, the the taco spot that we went to a couple weeks ago, bro. Like, I hate it. They bring you the fucking tacos. Me and this babe literally took one bite of the tacos before the bitch was like, "How is everything?" Bitch, like, oh, I, I hate that. Like, fam, you can see I'm literally putting my napkin in my lap. Like, how could I possibly know? Yeah, I I don't have a clue. Uh, Or I'm going. That's probably just. You see, I just picked this taco up. You're annoying. Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't like that. Uh, What else I got here? Oh, I got some personal shit for you, bro. Okay. Now, you can most certainly dodge this if you want. Mm -hmm. You don't have to answer this. But this is like me. This is me literally as your friend. I've always kind of wondered this, and I don't know why it popped in my mind this week, and I was like, I'm going to ask my nigga this this week. This is the week I'm going to ask, because I've always wondered, and I've never asked. Okay. Wes, you are a pivotal member of a legendary family referred to infamously as the Y5, yes? Correct. You You can cop to that, please. Gang, gang. You are part of Y5. You have four other siblings. Correct. That's a relatively large group of siblings. Five of y'all. That is. and Youngest of five, yes? I am the youngest of five, yep. You got four older brothers and sister. Mm-hmm. That's a relatively big family. Now, I got a question for you because I have two other siblings. Not that big to me. Mm-hmm. But five might not be that big to you just because you've lived it your whole life. You know what I'm saying? But I do have a question. Like, coming up in a family that big with that many siblings, and now that y'all are all grown and you all have families of your own and starting families of your own and all of that, like, do you find it <clears throat> I'm gonna put this? Do you find it difficult to distribute the amount of attention you give all your siblings fairly like do you lean more towards certain siblings than others do you consciously try to make sure like if i get off the phone with this one let me check in on that one too let me not make it where i ain't spoke to this one in a year but i talk to this one every other week like is that conscious for you as a member of five no that's that's a good question i I like i like the question i always wondered that because like let let me go in a little deeper as to why i'm asking you this before you answer okay y'all come across to me and i'm sure i'm not the only one as a very well gelled functioning family, like y'all always look like y'all fuck with each other heavy and it don't look contrived. It never looks like y'all are trying to tell us y'all fuck with each other, but you can really look in these pictures. <laughs> I never like, don't really like, Cause so, trust me, something's, I'll be looking. Wrong. something's off. Trust me, I'll be looking. Not necessarily just at you, but anytime I'm looking at people like on social media when I was on there, 
I just dig. I just, I'm just like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'll be looking like them niggas don't really fuck with each other. You can tell how they posing, but y'all always look like y'all legit fuck with each other. So is it through actual conscious effort or is it just like the way y'all came up? You don't even have to think about it. Y'all just naturally fuck with each other. Like, what is it? That's what I was just going to say. It really, it really is more natural. And I really do have to credit my dad for that because just Mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, break it down my, my two, (laughs) and I'll get deep into it. Fuck it. My two older brothers and then my sister that's just older than me have the same mother, but then my oldest sister and me have the same mother. So it's my two older brothers. Then it's my oldest sister with my mother. Then it's my other older sister with my, you know, basically my other mom. You know what I'm saying? So there's no, there's never no divide. Like, nigga, that's y'all's mom. Like, not even on no friendly shit. Like, y'all are just siblings. No, like, not, not ever. Not really that I remember. And let me, like I said, I'll, I'll really get deep into it for real, for real. So, you know, back, back in the day in the 80s when Pop was being a Rolling Stone and all that type of shit, you know, he, he was bouncing back and forth. He was out here in the streets doing his thing. Like I say, he was married to their mom. Um, you know, had, had my oldest brother, had my other brother, and then, you know, had my older sister with my mom the following year. My dad was out here doing his thing. So, you know, in the midst of all of that time back in the 80s, early 90s, it was kind of animosity, you know what I'm saying, amongst the situation, rightfully so. You know what I'm saying? Um, but once, you know, once my dad was finished having kids, I was born in 89, like, I don't, like, you can even go back and see baby pictures of me with my brothers and sisters. Like, I've never not known my brothers and sisters. There was never, you know, I wasn't, there's not a time where I was like, oh yeah, I was four when I, when they first came around or, you know, no, yeah, they've, they've, always, they've always been around. And like, I don't, I don't ever remember it even being a conversation in my house. But again, like I just say, you know, they have different moms, but there's never been a half sibling conversation ever in my house. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. That's, that's my brother and sister, you know, regardless. Um, And then, like I say, like there was a time where, you know, when they were a little bit older, like teenage years that they mom and my dad beefed, you know, and and shit wasn't so sweet, but I never, I never forget. And my dad kind of gives me the credit for it. He was like, you know, I kind of give you the credit for kind of being the glue and keeping everybody cool. Because like I say, motherfucking goddamn glue. All my life, goddammit, because there would be times where we would go to Youngstown for weekend trips or whatever the case may be, and I would want to go see my sister. She's only a year older than me, you know what I'm saying? So I w- we are the same age. I want to go see my sister. I, I want to go see my brothers. I want to go be over there. And like, even when the beef was on, my dad would call and be like, can, you know, can Wesley come over there? And she would always be like, I ain't talking to you, but. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can, go, I can go stay the night over there. Like, it's never, I, she never hard. treated me no type of way. And the same thing for my older brothers and my mom. Like, it's always like everybody always been cool. Like there, there was a time, there was a time and there was a place for that. But like we've been family for so long and shit got, shit got way better. Like my dad moved out to California and my dad came back and it was like when my dad came back, like everybody kind of became family, like almost instantaneously again. Like my, mm. my sister was about to get married. So like my, you know, we were just all together and like my, you would you would never know now that my my mom and my brothers and sisters' mom had a beef going on back in the day, like because they didn't let that spill over to y'all. They call them sister wives. Like if my mom was to if my mom was to go to D.C., Maryland right now, she could go stay at her house. No, Man, that's fine. No, and the same thing, vice versa. If she was to go to Dayton, like my mom, would be like, nah, you coming to stay right here? Like no questions asked about none of that shit. Um, but again, I, I I credit it, you know, to my dad always bringing us up like that. But to go back to the whole communication thing, like. I talk to these niggas so frequent, you know, it's it's not even nothing that I have to think about. And probably the, the sibling that I don't talk to the most is my sister. That's just older than me. You know what I'm saying? Like me, me and her legit, 
may talk on the phone once a year. No mm. bullshit. I might see her throughout the year. We may, you know, I might text her every now and then, or we we have a, a group chat with all of us. So I'm always hearing from her, but as far as me getting on the phone with her and like having an hour, hour and a half, two hour conversation, like I can, like I do with any of my other siblings, me and her haven't done so much, but I think because me and her are so close in age, mm. we get it. Right. And I feel, and, and like, not for like, you're kind of digging into some shit right now. Like I do kind of want to be having those conversations with my sister, but it kind of also goes back to the same thing that I spoke about last week on the podcast, but I think we was talking about religion or something like that. And I was like, you know, certain things that my sister that I might think is okay. My sister might be like, nah, that shit ain't okay. Gotcha. And like, not, I, she can relate to me. I'm not saying she's a Bible thumper and none of that like that, but like me, I, it's, it's, it's the strangest thing that I really can't explain, but like, that's my sister. I love her to death. And just to put it into, you know, perspective, like if it came down to it and you know, my dad gave out a hundred thousand dollars. We got to split that shit five ways, even. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it ain't about who fuck with who the most or none of that shit. Yeah, like, like, and, and that's if, if he was to give that. Right about that is that, and that's it. Give that to any of my siblings. Like, hey, you got bust this down between you and your brothers and sisters. It's twenty apiece, and that's no question about it. Like, that's dope. Yeah, that just is that's what dope. it is. Okay, no, I, I'm glad to know yeah, that, that, why, that that's as strong as I thought it was. Because yeah. I don't want to be Von Millard again. Like, I don't yeah. want <laughs> to see y'all yeah. out here in these streets. And then I'm like, I got nah. a single tear twinkle in my eye. Like, man, they really, and nah. Y5 niggas really be doing nah, it, man. Nah, I really nah, fuck nah, with Y5, that. Y5 is the gang for real. Like I say, some, some summers, I would spend in Youngstown sometimes. But like, when I was younger, younger, before I started spending my summers in Youngstown, they would come to Columbus. They would always stay in the summertime. Um, and then, like I say, not for nothing, like, I, me and my brothers and sisters like consistently did not grow up in the same house. As far as my two older brothers and my older sister, like I say, it was a summer thing, but me and my older sister have always lived together and the same thing for them. They was never, you know, split up in that factor. But like to put it into perspective, I, like I said, I never lived with my brother. My brother moved from Youngstown to Columbus and went to Ohio state when he graduated um, high school. So me and him was able, you know, to bond a little bit more at that point too. He would come pick me up. We would go kick whatever case may be. But like when, when I was going through what I was going through, you know, back then when I decided to move to Florida, like, like I call, you know, I call, hey, bro, I need to come down there. And it wasn't no, uh, you know. And, I was like, all right, yeah. well, when are you dropping in so I can make yeah, sure you that, got this next? And that nigga was like, I'll be there next week. So I, do you, okay, let, do you even know how special that is, though? Like, or is it because of such second, second nature and it's always been so good? Like, do you even know how blessed you are with that? Like, because oh, just what you were saying about, like, y'all was living in under different roofs at some points in time and y'all have been separating. Y'all wasn't always just join at the hip. Like right. for you to still have a natural connection with a sibling after being split up household wide, yeah, yeah. that's a special thing, bro. It is. And that's why, bro, I really like you. And, and maybe just because I've had that moment with everybody, like, like I say, except for my older sister, but when I was in Florida, I lived with my two older brothers. You know what I'm saying? I live with my sister. So I, I just have that connection with them. Like I, and and not for nothing, I think that's what it is. Like growing up and spending those summers together, like we really did learn that we were all the same person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's Gene stronger than a motherfucker. We all silly as shit. Like, and, and we we just all get along in a natural way. We all understand each other on it. Like it's it's one of those things where we could all sit in a room silent if something was going on and know what everybody is thinking. Thinking that's hard, bro. Now in my later thirties, I'm just now starting to realize that me and my older brother are kind of the same nigga. Like I've grown up my whole life thinking like that nigga is different. Like that nigga different. I don't know what he be on sometimes. And sometimes, you know, just characteristically, I don't know what he be on, but getting to know my brother more, like I'm starting to realize like we got a lot more in common than we don't. 
Yeah. It's a re- that's a revelation to me. Like I used to always think me and my older brother were so vastly different and we really ain't. Bro, it's a, it's, it really is a beautiful thing to come from the same gene pool and to know somebody shares your thought process for real, mm-hmm. for real. Cause there's a lot of times that I share stories with my brothers and sisters and of course, you know, the agreement podcast, but like you just know that that person understands your logic. Yeah. You and don't it, have to spend the extra time explaining why you came at it from this angle. Like they already just get it. You, you know, my background, you know, even if that has anything to do with like, you know, where I came from, you know, why this means something to me, you know, you just understand the inner workings. Like you say, it's, it's, it's literally like be, I was born with four best friends, fam. Like there's, I could, and like you say, even my sister, I could call my sister right now. I don't, she would pick up the phone right now. Like, what the fuck? What do you want? What? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is it? What? Yeah. It's just like that. So nah, good. Good, good topic. I fuck with that. I think this is the time. I got you this time. You I did. You this time. Normally you get me, but I got I you. Yeah, that was good. I like that. I fuck with that. I think. I think it's time. I think we're coming to the time where I can get to the wild post of the week. Kind of slow this thing down. Let's make sure we get to this. We don't want to get you in trouble this week. Not well. Not this ain't even the thing. I might still get. Oh, we. You promised. Well, yeah, this was weeks ago. I've already missed the promise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already in jail now. For yeah, we're just going to compound on that shit. But this is the segment that I think I want to bring to the podcast. And I'm going to okay. try, try and keep it consistent and religious. But we're just going to call this Wild Post of the Week. Oh, okay. Um, this is this, good for me because I never see posts. So. Right. <laughs> this, this is literally something that I saw probably 10 minutes before I came into the studio and the mics went hot, fam. So I, I had to write this one down because I didn't want to paraphrase this one. Young lady states, any man that'll actually sit and argue with the female is gay. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag let's argue that shit is not masculine at all. To argue with a female. To argue okay, with Okay, so first of all, let me say that although I'm not on social media, I am familiar with the that is gay rhetoric going on on the internet. Like, I have heard where niggas have posted, if you go to breakfast with your homeboys, that's gay. Like, in I the black community. That's crazy. Yeah, in nigga Twitter, like, the that's gay is getting, like, it is flourishing out there in them streets. Out of like, they said that you can't go to breakfast with your homeboys because that's gay. They said, uh, they said dessert is gay. Like you can't, men can't order dessert. That's something. I did gay. see that too, but that that's gay that that's gay. Sorry. Yeah, I think that's gay that that's gay because I love dessert. Um, But like you can eat cookies and shit at the crib, but apparently if you order dessert if you, fam, at the restaurant, that is gay. Cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory, you yeah. are gay. Like, black, black Twitter is wild, fam. But okay, let's focus on this new installment of Women say that's gay. I like that. Women say that's gay. That's got a good ring to it. But she said that if you will, if you are willing to sit and argue with a female, then that's gay, my nigga. Let's argue. I don't care what y'all got to say about it. She's basically saying you can't convince me that that ain't some whole shit, or that's not gay, or that makes you less than a man. Yeah. Now, first. I would not be myself if I didn't like look at the realistic part of this, right? There is a certain percentage of this that is social media theater, right? There's a certain percentage of this that is her posting it for attention, but there's also a percentage of this that she does kind of believe in, right? Because for you to think to yourself, like, that's a bar, I'm about to post it. You got to agree with it. To me, you would have to agree with it in some complexion, no? Yes. So I do feel like there's a little bit of her attention seeking in posting this. Also, I think there's a shade of her kind of believing this. Absolutely. 
Okay, let me stretch before I get started. (laughs) The biggest part of this that's bullshit to me is I am of the ilk, and I understand that this comes off bad in 2021. This might not be the era to be saying this, but this is our podcast. Unfortunately, we're past the hour now, so anybody that's still here fucks with us. Fucks with us. And the number is 84% of y'all, so hey. Damn. I am, I am of the ilk that believes if you don't combat your wife ever, then I don't think that she fucks with that. I think women have, oh God, anytime I say I think women, dot, 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 it just no. comes off so misogynistic. Fuck it, we here now. I do think women crave to be challenged by their significant other. I do think, because you'll hear women say it a lot like, I need a nigga to be able to put me in my place and call me on my shit, right? Like we've heard this a million times from women on the dating scene. I also do think women sometimes say shit that they think they mean, but they really don't mean. And I think this falls into that category. I think she's saying this because it sounds good in her mind. Like I don't want no nigga arguing with me because you should be man enough to just, even if we disagree, you should be able to just take it on your big broad shoulders and walk it off. Right. But I do think that women want to be like challenged, maybe not combated is not the word, but maybe challenged. Right. Like, I don't think a woman respects their man if they just roll with every single thing, especially if they know that you really don't agree with them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I I think if a woman feels like she can just roll over you and and like consistently practices rolling over you, I think eventually she'll lose respect for you. And then I think next out of that back door is love. Like, I think after she loses respect for you, love is very closely following out of that same door. Right. I guess, I guess when I first read the statement, even before I wrote it down, the first thing that came to my mind was, bitch, you can't be wrong. <laughs> right. And like, I, I think that's really the only thing that came to my mind. Like, and maybe I'm just the person that got over that a long time ago. And that's something that even me and my wife have spoken about. Sometimes why we, why people fall into this whole like group thinking everybody has the same ideology is because they've never been the person to stand apart from the group. Mm. So it's hard to fathom standing apart from the group. So you rather just go with the group versus having, versus you looking at all the people and all the people just looking back at you. You right, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, again, bitch, you can't be wrong because I'm, I've been on that side where I'm the only person that's telling y'all that y'all are wrong. Like, and I'm going, and I'm going to stand on that and I have no problem standing on that. And for lack of better terms, some really do. Some people get really uncomfortable when they have to be the only one going upstream. Yeah. For lack of better terms, I've argued with women. For being wrong, because you can't, you can't just, and, and not for nothing, women are very good at being wrong and, what's the word that I want, and trotting it around. Mm-hmm. Women are very good at deliberately doing some fuck shit or doing some mean shit and standing in it. Like, yeah. They, they, can, they can certainly tote really big, colorful, I'm wrong signs Absolutely. that they wave above their heads. Absolutely. And it's, like, and it's like, fam, sometimes them flags got to come down. Gee, like I don't care how hard you standing there holding it up. Like, nah, let's go ahead and roll these motherfuckers down. I can't let you be like that. And 
you know, I hate to use that word, but that's toxic as fuck for you to say anybody who will sit and argue because that means you're not listening. Yeah, there you go. What if somebody is arguing with you based off of the fact that you're just not listening? Because let's dig in, let's dig in us real quick because we be wrong too. Like let's that. let's not get it fucked up. You know what I'm saying? But I, I feel like, and I could be wrong. I feel like we have less of a problem being like, ah, I was wrong. You got me. Because, you know what I'm saying? Man, being wrong costs nothing. Nah. Being wrong helps you learn lessons. Like, you don't, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to just be wrong and go sit over in the dunce corner. Like, nah, like learn from that. Make better decisions. Say something better next time. Like, you don't. Some of my dopest life moments have come out of being wrong and being and being blessed enough to be able to step back, realize I was wrong and really get the dope lesson from it. Like, damn, man, I could be better. I, I think it's fire to even like be so strong in your opinion and while you're in your opinion somebody that you respect be like oh well that's not true because x y and z and you'd be like oh for real well okay well let me tell me more yeah, How? yeah but even still yeah. because of course you can find anything to contribute to your story but like i'm i'm just always good about giving credit where credit is due regardless of you know where it goes like damn that was fucked up but they did kind of deserve that you know what i'm saying like it, it just is what it is so again like the, the fact that you that that you even make this broad ass crazy ass state the let's argue that like and again like i really need and i don't want to sound like this on this podcast because i know we've been accused of that before i guess but like women really gotta stop telling men how to men and i think i'm just gonna leave that i like that because you don't, yeah, you don't get you have no right to speak on masculinity as a as a you know as a feminine one and i don't i don't want to say you don't have a right you know because everybody has a right but like wait 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 stop 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 are we sure we don't want to say they don't have a right? Because let, let's let's turn the mirror around real quick before you, because I understand why you would stop and be like, I don't want to tell them they don't have a right. But do we as men have a right to tell them what femininity is? No, but let, let me just- Absolutely let me, not. Let me, let me take the masculinity and femininity shit out of it and just leave it at where I left it at. You, women can't tell men how to men. Men can't tell women how to women. Women how to women, yep. And that's just what it is. Separate but equal. Oh, my nigga. Yeah. This has been the Dipped in Butter program. I hope y'all learned something this week because I did. I did. I was wrong about uh, not wanting to do this podcast with Wes. I used to tell my wife all the time, I don't want to do this with this nigga, but I was wrong. Yeah, I remember, was wrong. That's a lie. Remember, remember Bernie told us for like two years straight, like, y'all niggas need a podcast, man. He did say that, huh? He did, yes. Shout out to Burn, man. Uh, fuck with the show, bro. Does he fuck with the show? Of course he does. Mom, nigga. Uh, ooh, I don't know if we took care of him. We'll have to talk about that next week. Uh, this has been the Dipped and Butter program, man. I appreciate y'all fucking with us each and every week, man. This has been a pleasure. My name is Kat. You can check out catandcrunch.com if you like my old shit. If you like my new shit, you can check me every fucking Friday, wherever podcasts are consumed. We are doing a fantastic job, if I can say so myself, and making sure we stay where y'all can find us each and every Friday consistently. Like, I would like to say, I know the listeners that fuck with us know that and appreciate, like, they can set their watch to us. Like, every Friday morning, they wake up for work, and they know we there. Yeah. But I want to pat us on the back for making nah, sure bro. that we there every Friday for sure. Same, same, same thing for sure. I definitely want to pat you and us on the back for being consistent, because consistency is key, fam. Like, when you can just go and see all the episodes, you you know that you're going to get some content for a while now. You might have to start at episode 29 or 30. Um <laughs> I promise you there's still uh, enough amount of episodes there for you to get to it. However, it's your boy, Wes No T, a.k.a. Elmer Young, the motherfucking goddamn glue around this bitch. You play a pot in a P.O.D.N.A., uh, your favorite unreleased rapper, uh, at Forever Young 89 on Instagram. Fuck with me, though.
Yes, sir. Like I say, each and every week, please, please, please check up on your strong friend, man. I know we up in 2021 at this point and it's feeling a little bit better. Joe Biden is in office and that's something to celebrate. But you just don't know, fam, like somebody might be sitting on the bleachers for 15 minutes trying to make sure that that vaccine ain't going to kick in wrong and just shoot them a text, bro. Like it don't got to be FaceTime. I know you don't got a shirt on right now. Shoot them a text. Shoot them a text. And I'm going to actually piggyback off of that and I'm going to take the word strong off of it, man. Just check up on your friend if you really fuck mm. with them um you know I, I think i've been dealing with some of that lately I, I and i've always dealt with it thinking about people a lot more than i feel like they think about me and you know as i've said before um that phone stopped ringing when you start picking it up and calling people so um reach out to your friends Yes, sir. We're going to catch y'all next week, man. Like always, we appreciate y'all fucking with us. And please make sure you definitely check in next week because we got some shit for y'all. You've been listening to the Dipped in Butter program with Kat and Wes. Join them next week for some more regular, regular shit. <laughs>